So welcome everyone to the next episode of the Caterpillar podcast. And this week's guest is Mr. McCavity. Do you want to introduce yourselves? Good morning. Good morning. Uh, well, not, yeah. yeah, well, not much to say really. It's just a <laughs> streamer from Sweden and uh, doing warships mainly, but other, also other games when I feel like it. So usually try to keep it kind of chill. Hey, and yeah, you can see his Twitch channel here on the screen. So for first topic, we, we are going to start with like Death Blocks. Warships has dropped some new ones on us. And uh, it starts with uh, they actually finally have said something about the arms race. Imagine that. Yeah, we've been, I think, over multiple previous uh, podcasts that we've, we've done. We've kind of been, oh, what about arms race? It's been ages since we had arms race. And here, finally, arms race has reappeared. Nice, nice. So, uh, I mean, this is specifically uh, going to be, uh, it says, I'm guessing this is for the test server. It's not entirely clear. But I'm assuming it will appear on the test server and then maybe with some tweaks appear on the live server when the, the actual patch happens. But, yeah, there are going to be a few changes compared to how it's been previously, uh, mostly with the uh, the power ups or whatever you want to call them. Um, they also uh, state that in like end point ten, the update arms so it's, uh, arms race will be available as twelve versus twelve battles for tier nine and ten ships. This is an important stage of testing this mode for its appearance in random battles in the future. So it sounds to me like they're going to make like a special game mode on the live server, and then when yeah. they are happy with with the testing of all the changes, then it's going to. So they announced that they eventually want them in random battles, which is that, going to be a nice change. That's kind of what they do with um, what do they call them? Grand battles on uh, World of Tanks, and I think it's just tier ten there, and you can opt in or out of them. Uh, as as one of the game modes, but yeah, if you're in a tier ten tank, uh, there's a chance you know if you have it toggled on that you will just end up in one of those instead of a, a random game. So uh, yeah, I, I mean, I kind of like that way of doing things, but I don't know if we'll have a, the option to opt out of it here in World of Warships because that hasn't really been a thing of uh, opting in or out different game modes, unlike World of Tanks. I mean, I'm like. I don't know. Has any one of you ever encountered much resistance to arms race? Like, I mean, I know that a lot of people hate Epicenter and standard Not battles really. are some people hate it, some people like them. Everybody, I think, hates Epicenter. But ha have you guys in like your communities encountered people who were no, no, no arms race? Mm, not myself, that, no. There must have been somebody somewhere at some point that said they didn't like it, but I don't know. I mean, there's always going to be people who don't like anything. It's kind of like going into a restaurant and you're seeing a whole lot of menu and you're saying, no. That's true. But obviously there are some more popular things and some less popular things, right? It's just that I have always been so surprised because I don't feel like there was never much resentment for arms race, but it took them so long, right? It's been, how long has it been since they tested it in ranked last time? Like two years or something? Something, yeah, at least two years. And they, they just let it sit all this time, right? And they basically, they, people were like, can, can we get, can we get uh, more content? And they had content basically ready and they just let it sit there and be like, eh. Clearly their priorities lay in other directions and 
it's just taken this long for them to pull their finger out to use an English expression. But there are some uh, interesting changes, right? So they uh, new power-ups are the damage for your guns increase or armament, basically. So I presume all armament. Presumably, yeah. Like and maximum and HP. Then Which will be more, much more useful for like destroyers and things than, say, battleships. Yeah, but will so, it be like percentage-based or would it be like a fixed number? Who knows? It would be interesting. And they removed uh, reload time enhancement for consumables, maximum speed and rudder shift. Okay, so they removed some stuff. And also cool. the, the one that heals you now heals uh, unhealable damage first, which basically yeah. makes heals more, more intra or more powerful again, so that yeah. your heals are not that diminished by getting that power. Okay. There's also now an economic reward for uh, players to collect power-ups. They, they are actually rewarding uh, good, good play. <laughs> C- can you imagine? Play, playing around the entire you know, design and point of the mode <laughs> actually what's, gives you rewards now. What's next? Rewards for spotting? Nah, don't go too crazy. <laughs> and the power-up level has been decreased the maximum from 6 to 3, so I guess they don't want it to get too out of hand. Although it does say also that the effect of each level was increased, but it remains to be seen whether the overall okay. effect is lower at maximum level. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely something I'm looking forward to, right? I've, I've yeah. missed arms, right? And I've, I've never I'll, been that fond of rank. I'll definitely be giving that a go. Um, it, it's certainly sounds much more interesting to me and you know having played it previously i know it's going to be more interesting to me than uh than what we've had with convoy mode but we will get to convoy mode so let's i'll, I'll not get ahead of myself there <laughs> we'll talk about that in a bit then we have uh the next clan battles season information it's going to be the 17th of november to the 3rd of january so that's a First stretch of time. Uh, it's going to be tier 10, 7 versus 7. And probably the most pertinent piece of information is there's not going to be any carriers allowed in lineups. That's I nice. Think, I think that makes a lot of people happy. Have, have you been playing clan battles, Smucker? I mean, I personally don't. I tried a few ranked, and which included carrier, and I don't really think they belong in that kind of small format now. It's too small. Yeah, if if you have like only seven ships and one of them is a carrier, that's like I mean there is going to be also less anti-air, and uh, it it can really focus. Like carriers are just too much uh, presence, right? They they don't get diluted as much if they can focus on less ships. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of the old uh, when we had three carriers allowed. Oh, that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> The good old days. I still remember my old AA Atlanta. I was playing quite late last night, actually, and uh, the matchmaking was clearly struggling, so I had, like, three double CV games in a row, and after that point, I was just... Nice. I was done. Done for the evening. That was it. Time to go to bed. 
Yeah, the, the game was really trying to help you along to go to paint. It didn't want you playing anymore. That was it. That was it. It was, it was looking after my uh, my sleep health or something. So there's also going to be no more than two battleships per team. And interestingly, uh, it can't include two of the same ship. So it'll have to be like the, the, the ship choices might be a bit more interesting for the various teams. Because you can't just stack up on, like, you know, three Stalingrads or something like that. I mean, maybe they've come to the point where they're like, the list of ships they had to ban is so long that they'd be like, yeah, if it's just, like, limited to, to only one of each type, then nobody can come and, oh, no, everybody's playing, like, six Petros. I should have said Petro, really. Stalingrad, man. That shows how behind the times I am when it comes to rack. <laughs> Yeah. What is this? 2017? <laughs> when was the Stalingrad introduced? Oh, it was a long time ago. I'm, I'm, did it not come in ahead of the main cruiser branch? I'm sure it did. Or am I misremembering totally? It was 16 or 17. It was one of the first steel ships, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah, so in then... you come across something that makes you think, oh, I've been doing this for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't remember. Oh, the, they, they... Um... oh yes, right. sir. I was going to say that's the, um, I think the older ones was the Flint, the Summers, the Stalingrad, and uh, was that it? Black was, I think, pretty early too. Oh, yeah, Black. Yeah, and some, some of the, I mean, you go back far enough, they weren't even steel. It was. Um... Ranked or Clan Wars reward ships? I think it was ranked seasons, wasn't it? You had to get X number of ranked seasons to be able to... Yeah, there, there was a different system ships. in place, right? Yeah. Then like, later they introduced steel. I need a cane I can shake at the camera. Back in my day! <laughs> Definitely. Also, Wargaming was very quick to clarify that no carriers in clan battles is just for this season and in future seasons <laughs> they'll be banked. Okay, <laughs> hopes up too much. Yeah, they 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 washed any hopes pretty quickly there. So we well, uh, have some um kind of we were trying to figure out like one of these these camos we've been able to figure out which one it is and we know which signal it is but yeah they're removing some camos and signals which is i think the first time they've explicitly removed some so presumably it it's not quite clear it says you they won't be able to obtain them anymore so this is going to be for military service which we're not sure if that's a separate camo from the for meritorious service camo which is i think the white one uh, Rising, which we have no idea which one that is, and Blue Lagoon, which is the only one that we do have some idea which uh, which that one is, and uh, the India Bravo Terror 3, which gives minus 10% to uh, your uh, ship running costs. And notably, Blue Lagoon also has that minus 10%, so we're not sure about those other two camos, but possibly they also have that. That's why they're all being taken out. I mean, as... grasping at straws now because yeah. we've absolutely, it's like they just picked one flag and three camels and be like, yep, we, we removed them. And I, I mean, why? 
I mean, the the form if it's the full meritorious service one, it doesn't actually have that minus. Uh, no, actually, that's got minus fifty percent on it. I've just seen the because if if it is that one, I mean, that would kind of track. Uh, and as a, as Zaytan pointed out, um, the 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 tier ten perma camos also have that. So maybe they kind of they're removing that feature from uh, consumable camos and making it exclusive to perma camos at high tiers. Is that even on tier nine perma camos? I mean, just honestly, there are that? so many camos. I have no track on which camo has what. It, yeah, it could yeah, be it, that they want people to buy perma camos instead of use consumable. Well, I I don't know. Maybe. I mean, it's just so random, right? And they gave no reason. It's just like three but, camos and one one signal. Are no longer obtaining. It, it would be. I mean, it's certainly a, a much smaller kind of effect than removing perma camos that give bonuses to credits. Although there's not that many of those either. To be fair. Mm. Uh, but yeah, it seems like they're specifically going after the the consumable flags and, and uh, signals and camos that uh, juice costs. So who knows? It, it does say at the bottom of this paragraph, "Be sure share more detailed information later." So we might get some reasoning from Wargaming, but this is kind of really just speculation on our part. Um, the other change they've announced is that the Type One and Type Two, which at the moment, uh, give only one of the basic uh, uh, buffs. So either the dispersion plus four percent or the detectability minus three percent. Uh, they are going to be changed so that each of those gives both of those, like the uh, existing type five camo. So basically, it's going to be um, just your choice of which pattern you looks you think looks nicer okay that's not... they're increasing the cost the, the credit cost of of replenishing those camos uh to be in line with the type 5 so they're all going to be 22.5k there's no longer going to be any super cheap camo option but it means that all those uh basic credit camos will have the same bonus and you can kind of pick how you want the ship to look exactly which is it's you know, it's a very, very vague step towards letting people pick what they, they, you know, what camo pattern they want uh, uh, as being separate from the kind of bonuses. But it's like I, I don't think that's the reason why. Maybe people just weren't using those camos. I mean, it also kind of, in a way, removes a, a new trap, right? Because the, the, there are like three camels mm. that you can buy for credits and the cheap ones, maybe it, you don't understand what the bonuses do anyway. You just pick the cheap one. Or maybe some people also just pick what they like look best. I guess it mm. makes sense that the basic camels all have the basic bonuses, right? Yeah, it's certainly a lot more logical. Um, it, it might fit in with this whole, you know, taking a few more credits from people, but the, the amounts we're talking about. I mean, even if you play free to play, it's not going to be a major hit to credit income. So, nah, it's going yeah. from like five k to twenty. Yeah, seventy five hundred to twenty two point five. Okay, so you know it's a jump, but most people aren't going to be struggling to make the credits to to cover that. So I don't know. It it kind of feels like these. These these changes are definitely 
driven by them tweaking their economy a bit, but they're doing it with like a tiny little rock hammer instead of a giant sledgehammer, I guess. That's my read on it anyway. I mean, with the camel change, I'm not sure if this is any common change. Like they, they removed like premium consumables, what, about a year ago or so, which was a very mm. good step of equalizing that, that all people like so, have a level playing field, right? I don't know if like equalizing that was, also, that was also to do with the failed attempts at the, the Naval Training Center. Like that was tied into that. They, they kind of were like, look, we're doing this. And then the Naval Training Center stuff's going to happen as well. And they then just decided not to revert the um, the uh, the consumables thing after the, the community rightly got up in arms about what the Naval Training Center was going to be. Yeah, but they still stuck with it. They, yeah, you yeah, think they did, that they shoehorned themselves into where they were like, yeah, we really we would like to to keep the premium consumables now, but we can't afford it publicly. I don't know. It was certainly better PR for them to leave them alone. Yeah, well, it was a good step, you know. I feel like leveling the playing field wow. is, is a pretty good thing in a in a PvP game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, just, it, it feels weird to think back to that and and think of decision war gaming made that didn't involve shooting themselves in the foot, <laughs> given the events of the last couple of months. Anyway. Yeah, um, something else cool. Uh, we are getting new achievements for divisions. And this, this is something, again, it's been World Tanks for absolutely ages, and here's World Warships finally catching up. So it's nice to see, but I definitely feel a little behind the times. Wait. Of course, it's just going to be an achievement that goes on your your, um, your record. It's not going to give you any flags or anything. <laughs> Imagine Wait, that. <laughs> Imagine getting rewarded for getting an achievement. Wouldn't that be a cool idea? But yeah, the, the new achievements are the coordinated attack. Your division has to destroy seven or more enemy ships. In one um, minute. <laughs> Not quite that <laughs> That that would be exciting. I mean, the, a timed achievement. I don't. Well, I guess uh, double strikes are so well timed. Enough, yeah, they could have the, they could have a pentakill or so for the team, right? That the division has to sink five in a certain time. Frame. That would be fun. Well, that's kind of what the brothers in arms one is. Yeah, they have brothers in arms now. Each division member has to destroy two or more ships in a single battle. Wow, well, easier to get with a two ship division than a three ship division potentially, but. Uh... Yeah, it, yeah. It's like in, in World of Tanks. I think it's free. Thanks per, per member, but you have uh, larger teams, slightly larger teams. Yes. Then there is hand-to-hand. -hand. Your division has to damage 10 or more enemy ships. The damage inflicted between ships has to be not less than 20% of the maximum. It's sort of a division confederate. Yeah, basically. It, it, it's, it's, it's essentially that. <laughs> Nothing particularly new there. Uh, the strike team, though, is uh, no more than 50% of the HP. So presumably it means 50% and over. That's not entirely clear with the wording there. No more than 50% of the total HP pool of enemy, all enemy ships. So you have, you have to, like, in a division, take off at half at least of the enemy team's hit points. That's definitely a, that one's going to be tough to get. 
I, I wonder if you have to do like 50% of every ship or just like all HP pools added up, right? Let's, let's say there is 1 million HP in the, in the enemy team and you just have to do like 500,000 damage. No that, matter to whom. Seem more logical to me because having to take off half the health of every, each and every ship on the enemy team, like how, how would you do that? That would be extraordinarily difficult to ever achieve. I mean, yeah, it's uh, like the the wording isn't clear. I don't. I feel like it might just be that you have to do fifty percent of the HP pool, which well, you just have to burn down a few battleships, I guess. Then the, the destroyers don't matter. I mean, that one does seem to be. I think that would be easy for a cruiser division, maybe. I mean, battleships you could obviously do it with, but like battleships and destroyers, you kind of have to get a bit lucky with landing torps and or main battery shells. Cruisers are definitely still the most reliable damage dealers across most tiers in terms of actually, you know, hitting things consistently. Well, unless you're a funder. The biggest cruiser there is. Only fires HE, it's well known. I've uh, now that we have we have currently the the uh, super crates you can collect from it, the ten ships. So I've taken out my founder of once in a battle, and it it took me what was it uh, three three minutes or three and a half minutes for the the first uh, uh, is it Widera? Yeah. Uh, well, there are what are they like now? There are Widera. What's the other one? What's the fire one? Arsonist. Right. I think uh, three That's minutes cool. or so, three and a half minutes for the first arsonist. And then at seven minutes, I had two arsonists and a bitter. Oh, that sounds nice and balanced. Yeah, I, I, I felt very balanced this game. Oh, and then there is there is a, a last the last new achievement, the general offense. The division has to destroy uh, ships of three different types. It's... I mean... That ought to be not that hard to do. Yeah. Between you, like, you just have to kill three different types of ships. Yeah, that one ought to be relatively common. Well, I mean, let, let's not forget that a lot of divisions will probably struggle with sinking three ships, but at, at least at the... the uh, well, for, for better players, it's going to be very easy, probably. I wonder if it's like uh, like in, in World of Tanks, if you division up, I think, in a battle, then you can get those achievements, right? Uh, yes, I believe so. Yeah, if you do an in-battle. Um, wonder if this will also become a thing. They're like, hey, uh, if, 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 if you join our division now, we can get there. You occasionally get people doing that, uh, in, at least in World of Tanks replays. I've seen you'll get people doing it like right at the end of the game just so they can get an achievement of some kind. <laughs> yeah, I've only seen that, I think, in Jingle's videos, so but I haven't played World of Tanks in a while. But yeah, yeah it, it's, a cool, uh, it, it's a cool thing, right? Maybe they'll also give us sometimes achievements for, for spotting or for, for other support activities, but... Uh, 
I wonder if they have waited with introducing new achievements until they were no longer worth flags, because if that was one of the reasons that they changed it, because they were like, we really don't want to give people flags, uh, so we aren't going to add more achievements. But now that there is no reward, they're like, yeah, yeah, I have all those medals. Uh, who wants a medal? One thing I really think they should do is do a kill assist. For example, if you do above a certain percentage to an enemy ship and then someone else gets the last hit, then you should get a kill assist or a kill credit. Like a, a, a portion of their um, yeah. XP or whatever from the kill. Like if you do the most of the work. Yeah. And then someone. Beep. Yeah. Yeah. That's always kind of annoying when that happens. Yeah. Uh... I mean, they, they could just have, uh, you're thinking like in this course tree, not just an achievement, like you have a second column for assists, like a lot yeah. of games do. And not just require kills, that, like either kill yeah. or kill assist. Because that would definitely reduce the, uh, oh, I'm going to wait with my LaSalle until the very last second, bang. I mean, I've never been too bothered by that, but it, it's definitely a fair change because, you know, uh, it, it, it's like if multiple ships shoot it, right, they all maybe equally deserve it. Or the person who did the most damage is not necessarily the one who gets... Yeah. And uh, there, there, there is some experience in Zeke. Well, what I've also been thinking what the, uh, might be an interesting change is if, if you get more experience for damage on a ship that has been sunk. Like, I feel like, te technically speaking, right, if you do a lot of damage to a ship and then the ship survives the battle, then your damage was kind of used. I mean, maybe you force the ship back and so on, but kind of, in, in a way, rewarding teams for, like, focus firing and finishing off ships, just that you get, like, an experience, you get more experience for damage done on a ship that's been sunk. Um, I don't know. Kind of... That one's trickier to figure out what would be fair versus like keeping things within the like how how would that change the distribution of XP and and credits and whatnot at the end of the game kind of thing. I mean, yeah, you want to not not upset your economy too much. I'm just thinking about you know. I mean, obviously, right? Just because somebody escapes doesn't necessarily mean you made a mistake. But on the other hand. Yeah, I feel like it could send incentivize people to like finish off ships or like you know, and uh, focus fire and stuff. And like, I mean, technically, from a gameplay perspective, it just would make sense that uh, like if you did a lot of damage to a ship and it survived, then it kind of didn't really do much your damage, right? Hmm. But then that would kind of be based on how much damage that enemy action, enemy ship actually did, and I don't know. Maybe that's making <laughs> things a little bit too complicated. Okay, I admit you could go endlessly complicated on this. Well, moving on, there is some division stars, the special bonuses for playing together with each member of your clan that have now changed. I have to be brutally honest, I has had no idea that something like this existed. Or division stars, you get bonuses if you play with all of your clan mates. Do you guys know about this? I uh, this is kind of news to me as, as well, to be honest. Don't know when this came in. Did, did, did you know about thing, this, Maka? Is... Or is it, are, are you are you better informed than we are? 
No, not really. They don't tell us very much. It's like, I wondered, like, since when has this been a thing? I'm just doing a quick look now, and it seems, I don't know, there's some stuff from earlier this year. Uh, I don't know if it was in there before that. Maybe just, just, just maybe says how much we pay attention or you know, how, <laughs> how, how little we play with our clans that we're in. Or, I don't even know. And out of Michael says there, there was this from event to event. You had to check the clan tab. I have to be honest, I haven't really checked my clan tab. In. I mean, my, my clan has like five people in them, right? We, we, are, we are not really much of a clan. But, uh. It yeah. does seem like it's something that just to get, to like encourage clan players to play together, which is fine. You know, having that as a mechanic is, is. Uh, you oh, know, no. like a, a little reward for for clans actually doing stuff together as a clan. Um, I I can't tell if this is a buff or not, though. Is it? Maybe the division star could be attained three times, or is it previously just once? It seems like the two of them, like one of them, obviously, you know, having achieved a victory in battle is clearly how it has been. Up until now, but it seems like they've they've decided to add a little bit of value to two of the 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 new um, uh, achievements by like having them also reward. Yeah, but if if I understand what uh, of Michael says in chat, so basically this this uh, division stars thing used to be like a timed event. It's currently not available. Maybe they are making this thing then permanent then? Yeah. Or... If it was just a limited time of, uh, a thing, that kind of explains that we thought managed to miss it. I guess. Uh, let's, let's take a run with that excuse because we would definitely, the three of us would never just miss a feature in this game, right? <laughs> never ever. Uh... Oh, uh, by the way, unrelated, I heard one uh, one person comment that they would love to see Convoy with a twist with submarines. Because that would make sense. Well, yes, we we are going to get to that. That's one of one of my peeves. <laughs> I'm thinking uh, convoy mode might involve subs in some way, but no. But we'll get to that. Yeah, we've got a little bit left on this page to go through. It's <laughs> uh, a lot. There's lots of random bits and pieces in this this particular dev blog. So, um, I mean, a bit here about naval battles. For clans, and that's to do with the stars and the amount of oil received will depend on the number of collected stars, but also the place of the clan in the group. And it says, with the release of 10.11, a standard engagement stage format will be replaced with the group format every four weeks. And I have really no idea what that means. I've never... uh the uh, between engagement and group format. I've never know. like done anything with naval battles. I'll, I'll be honest. I know it's something clan related, and I've chat that chat <laughs> might be slightly better informed than we are in this regard. Uh. Anyway, there's also a note about the early access of the German battle cruiser. So there's going to be a patch and a flag for the part two of that event, and also. Uh, Black Friday ships we already knew about, but there's an extra note. 
say there's going to be uh, patches and flags for foes for each of those ships. And yeah, NCP two types of Black Friday containers. And I'm sure we'll be talking about that in future, but for the time being, we don't know <laughs> what those two types are. So uh, we'll see. We'll see. But the fact that they've decided that we need even more Black Friday containers is its not really a good sign. It's not... It 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 doesn't please me <laughs> to read that, not even a little. Mm. Uh, it, it hardly seems like they've they've taken any of the concerns about containers and loot boxes to, with, with even you know the, a little bit of sincerity, or they've they've not treated it with any kind of uh, level of you know. I don't know what I'm trying to say here. I mean, They're acting uh... like they don't care about it is what I'm vaguely groping for. I mean, maybe they'll just have a, a box with all the new ships and a box with the old ships or something, but uh, oh well, let, let's just wait and see. Let's just yeah. say we are not optimistic in any way. Or okay, chat, chat's <laughs> pointing out there have been in past with uh, like the current set and the sort of previous oh, groupings. Oh, okay. It might just be that, I suppose. We'll see. It doesn't give any details, which kind of immediately flagged some warning bells, but I'd forgotten that in previous years. Because, of course, in previous years, I was a CC, and we just got the ships given to us automatically, so I wasn't honestly paying that much attention to the Black Friday stuff. Also, in memory of the attack of Pearl Harbor, they added some historical captains. I don't think they will have anything special, but um, it's always nice to see. Yeah. Yeah. There's also going to be uh, the Memorial of Arizona battleship flag, and it might, I presume that's just going to be a flag rather than something specific to the Arizona. And then a, a patch also commemorating Yeah, you, you can see them both in there. Yeah. Okay. And then and there then, is... Uh, yeah. God. <laughs> there is a special uh, camo for, for C-Smackdown, the replays competition. Those who participate in that, I suppose. And yeah, you, again, patches, flags, camel. Doesn't say if that's going to be for winners or participants or who knows. And then uh, there is going to be a shark strange permanent camel for Austin, whose guys come for your steam flag and patch and a steam super container. I assume that Austin camo is going to be one of, one of those super weird uh, esoteric currencies that you need to buy some of the, uh, the Clan Wars rewards camos. They say the ways to obtain these items will be announced later. So they just announced that this is going to come and have some pictures, but there isn't much. Yeah. But there is a cake flag and a cake patch for I I wonder if this is just going to be for Steam users. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Hopefully not. I suspect that Austin camo won't be. I mean, we all know the cake's a lie anyway, right? (laughs) Always. Trying to find where they're hiding now. So I... That concludes this this death block, I suppose. Well, here we go, camouflages section. So, yeah, ranked tokens, clan tokens, all these kind of more esoteric ones. 
I'm sure they used to have like different, what was it like molydubium and I don't know, some other weird element <laughs> and they just replaced them with um, ranked tokens and clan tokens. I suspect that's where the Austin camo will go because it, it really looks like it fits that kind of style of camos. There, there are also community tokens these days. I mean, World of Warships most certainly does not lack for currencies. True. So, uh, yeah, I've, uh, oh, there, there has actually been a new dev block coming online since we've started talking also. But there is, uh, they have given now stats for the uh, pan nation ships. Yeah, we can go through that. And then, yeah, visual improvements. That, that is brand new. So we'll be reading that out and discovering what that is as we're... But that seems like it's following on from something we've talked about a couple of months ago. So yeah, I, they... I don't know if you you saw last week's, but we had uh, Drach with a smacker, mm-hmm. and we were bemoaning the lack of stats. So now we have stats. <laughs> right. So I don't I don't know what your feelings are on a line of of short ranged smoke he spammers. Uh, well, I'm not really a big fan of the passive style lately, so I kind of prefer to go go brawling or medium range. Like I, I really, really, really don't like the long range. Sit behind an island and spam it. Uh, it just brings me into tears. Well, long range definitely won't be a thing with most of these ships. Nice, nice. You can see from the preliminary preliminary stats. I don't know if you've got the the dev blog open, but you can scroll down and see yourself. Um, the maximum range, like at at tier ten, it's going to be thirteen point five kilometers. Although, I mean, yeah. you can mount the range much. Yeah, with the T9 and 10, you'll be able to. We still don't know what kind of smoke they're going to have, though. We just have this reduced reload time. So we don't know if it's going to be a standard smoke, the reduced reload time, or if it's going to be specifically the Pan-Asian smoke. I know. Um, I think it it, it says here, right? Smoke generator, duration 30 seconds, duration 70 seconds, radius reload time. Where does it say that? I've missed that. Or is that in the, 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 in the brackets, like when you see smoke generator in the brackets, it says the stats. Oh, okay. In the actual ship stats, I missed that. Although it says duration time 30 seconds, duration time 70 seconds. So uh, one of it is how long it deploys, I suppose. And one how long yeah, the actual time is, is, is how long it deploys. Let me just check how that stacks up with the... Yeah, but they say duration time twice. I think that's probably a typer. Yeah, but which one is the <laughs> which one is which? Uh, for most of them, oh. it says like if you scroll down, it says action time thirty seconds. Ah, yeah, yeah, okay, okay. You're looking at the I think, f- where it says duration twice. Yeah, that's a typer. Well, yeah, that they've done that for some reason with the last couple. For the earlier okay, ones, so, it says action time thirty seconds. So you deploy for thirty seconds, and then it lasts seventy seconds. So you've effectively got 100 seconds from the time when you start laying smoke. Yeah, but the cooldown will start like once you stop deploying. So you have, if you have like 70 seconds dispersion time in 100, so you have a 30 seconds no smoke. Which sounds smoke very like the Pan-Asian destroyers. Yeah, I think Minotaur, I mean, Minotaur is pretty soon recharged as well with its smoke after it's oh. dispersed. Yeah, that is exactly the same. As, as that is Pan-Asian Destroyer Smoke. 
Action time, oh, okay. 30 seconds. Dispersion time, 70 seconds. Reload time, 95 seconds. So, yeah, you have a pretty short delay. Uh, presumably, does it say how many smokes you actually get? Three charges, so not quite as many charges as the... As and the and a fourth with the... Uh... Yeah, superintendent will give you four. Whereas without superintendent on the um, Pan-Asian destroyers, you get five. Like, five is just the base number, so... Okay. Also, you you got the lovely 16 millimeter plating. <laughs> Barely any hit points. Yeah. And 127 millimeter. Ca- which which caliber does the, the Atlanta have? That's, yeah, that's also that's the American 127. Oh, okay, so basically they, they are literally just Atlanta, right? All all the way through. They are just 120. No, wait, the, the T8 has 130. Yeah, and tier 5 is the 152s. And uh, tier six is the one thirteen mils because it's the Dido class. Okay, so they start off weird and then they basically stick to one twenty seven. <laughs> yeah, that, this is definitely a bit of a bodge job in terms of putting a line together. But we kind of went over that last week. That yeah, some of these ships actually existed, but most of them are just kind of projects. Oh, the well, interesting thing. Uh, what's the current range of the uh, Lint? Flint is what eleven point something. You might know this, Maka. The uh, Flint default range. Yeah. Yes. Uh, twelve point two right now. Okay. Because I played ah. it today and that was painful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they 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 increased it twice, but they haven't gone as far as the thirteen point three of the Atlantic. And now the the new Flint, uh, the Panation Flint, is going to have twelve point seven. Because it's basically going to be like a Flint, right? It is six times two one twenty seven. Twelve point seven range as a smoke screen. Just with deep border torps. It does seem to be quite slow firing in comparison though. Just looking at the, the tier seven, the Shumphon. Uh six point something second reload. I have no idea what the flint reload is, to be honest. Uh Flint's five point one. Uh Lanter is four point eight, so Quite slow in comparison to both of those. So you you paid for those what five hundred meter extra range with reload. Yeah, it seems like they're trying to make it not too rapid fire, so we don't end up with a line of Smolensks. What do you mean? It's the most balanced ever. <laughs> Everyone loves the Smolensk. I love it. Uh, well, it was I mean, funny, by the way, the, uh, the Smolensk, uh, when it first came out, people were afraid of the Colbert. Yeah, but uh, Colbert needed islands and the Smolensk didn't. That kind of made yeah. all the difference, turns out. <laughs> you need islands when you can make your own island. Also, how, how was the Colbert, or how was the Colbert obtained? Because you don't see a lot of it. Yeah, it's research. Yeah, so it's it's a lot more work than like paying for a smoke crew. With, with like coal. It can be fun, it's just extremely squishy and people love shooting you. 
I, I don't have a cold bear, to be honest. So it, it has never really attracted me. I feel like if if I wanna be in like a HEPUPU cruiser, I'd rather take out the rooster and have that that immutility with like Raider, even Ooh. though it, the guns might not be as dangerous. These are none of them particularly high fire chance. I mean, the the one fifty two mils at tier five only have a nine percent. The Dido at tier six only has a seven percent. Uh, Chumphon's a 5%, which I think that's probably in line with what the Flint has, and the uh, and the US 127s are yeah, 5.5 for that, so slightly lower, in fact. Uh, 7% for tier 8 with 130 mil guns. I mean, you, you'd have to do the math with yeah. like the fire chance and the reload, and then you have to... Yeah, yeah, I mean, you're probably, the... I, I'd probably not even bothering with... Are you going to well, what pen do you get on the 127s with IFHE? Is it 20? I don't know you need like IFHE to go past that. Oh, it's 21, uh, 21 mil without. So oh, it's a, like... yeah, it says 21 base. Yeah, you, you aren't probably going to 25, but not, but aren't going to reach 20, 27, I presume. 26, I think, is the threshold, of, uh, is, is where you get to with, with IFHE on those guns. Yeah, so missing the 27. Yeah, tier 10, you're probably not bothering with. No, not the fire yeah. chance. Just, just go with the fire chance. Aim for the general area. But hey, at least you got uh, 20 torps with... Uh, 13.5 kilometer range. About the tier 10 you're looking at? Yes, yes, you you got four times five. Uh, oh, okay, yeah, because it's got the double double and, uh, launchers as opposed to Austin, and, which only has And one. you've got the torpedo reload booster, so you can launch 40 torps. Someone in the chat suggested the other day that we should get the Red October. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, I'm sure that'll be yeah. We'll have that as a, a you know Soviet tier ten premium submarine at some point. I'm sure. Why not? <laughs> but I, I, I mean, I don't like submarines, but I'd demand like uh, uh, O'Connor as a captain. Yes. Yes. Now, these are definitely, I think, going to be rather niche. I mean, the the fact that they are so squashy. With such short range, they're definitely I mean, going to take a lot of work. They have oh, twelve point five concealment for the tier ten. That's uh, I mean, you probably get it down to around ten or something, right? With, yeah, that would be roughly. I'm not sure what I've got that's a comparable at tier ten that I could compare that to because I don't have an. I Austin. mean. You can stealth talk, so maybe you just go in circles and spam forty torps. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, like you're, you're now like kind of a, uh, a Kita Kami, right? Why? Because no carrier spotting you or other destroyers. But they do <laughs> seem to have pretty good AA DPS. I'll give them that. Yeah, but, but always um... the question is: Is your anti-air reloaded uh, before they leave this the zone? Mm.
Well, yeah, I'm definitely going to have to try these out to more fully form an opinion on them. To be honest, I mean they are also going to be changed in testing, right? But they, yeah. it's it's basically a weird start than than a line of Atlanta. Kind of, yeah. You, you I can mean, you can have your Atlanta tier, at right. any tier now. Also, a bit torpedo focused Atlanta. Um, I'm trying to figure out though if. Because we've also got a new one, uh, a tier nine of some, like, whether it's going to be premium or research bureau or coal or whatever, um, the Dalian, which looks quite similar. Like It's definitely a Russian design. It looks quite similar to the tier eight, but not that similar. So I'm guessing it's a related project, but, um, you know, different. Or it's some kind of... Because we, we, we went over this last week with... Um, uh, Drak that that it it didn't look like it was one particular project as far as he could see for the tier eight the harbing that it was um, Sam leave the phone alone that <laughs> uh, it was probably like there's some wargaming artistic license involved and it's probably elements from several different projects and I'm guessing the tier nine is kind of similar like the superstructure and the funnels look pretty similar but the turrets are different yeah but the layout is is the same it yeah. just looked. Honestly, it just looks. It's got a very long snoot. Yeah, it, it's just like you have such a long space in the front, and then you have and those tiny yeah. turrets that only take half of the deck space, and then you have the. It's like it's just weird. It looks like the 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 the, the they are the wrong turrets for for a ship like this size. It looks like somebody just. You know, you you buy two model kits and then you just glue them together in a, with one part of one cent and one part of the other cent. Is that what the torpedoes are for the? Am I missing it? You're looking at the new nine torps. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Uh, 10 kilometers, 60 knots. It doesn't say if they're deep water or not, but I'm assuming they are. Uh, pro it, it would be weird to have a line of uh, deep water torps and then make the premium with regular torps. I guess weird is not necessarily something that World of Warships avoids, but... Yeah. Uh... Uh... Seems to have one less consumable as well. It does have hydro. Yeah, I think it's got hydro in place of the defensive. The AA seems a bit less good on that generally. So that's that's it's a little weaker in that regard. So I'm trying to figure out where it's meant to be a bit stronger. Has it got uh, four and a half second reload? Is that how does that compare? Four and a half seconds, same as the tip 10. Uh, I mean, it's got the 130s, right? Yeah. Maybe, maybe those are, are going to be magically. I mean, they are Russian guns, so they, they have to be magically, right? Yeah. We're really going to have to... Oh, Sam! I think we're really <laughs> going to have to get our hands on these to see what they're like. Yeah, yeah I mean, most, most of them are just going to be... Uh, smoke Atlantis. Yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of interesting to to, to 
just think about what these might be like, but honestly, I don't think we're going to get anything hugely new with these. I mean, you know, having like those short-range cruisers, at least it forces some ships on the front lines, I guess, but we'll have to see how annoying they're going to be because it's going to be more smoke AG spam. Because with those ranges, they're going to be vulnerable to radars. And we have to see how floaty the shares are. So does it make sense to mount a range module and what can you do with them? Yeah. And we have the open question of ballistics as well. I mean, certainly with the US ballistics, like trying to get those 127 mils to land at anything that's not stationary. Like even at what's the max range going to be like on that? It's probably going to be what? What what's that? what bonus does the tier 10 module give you again? Let me just double check. Good question. Is it like 16%? Yeah, sixteen percent. So it's it's not a huge buff. Yeah, so we break out the calculator. <laughs> <laughs> so you could get to like a fifteen point six, fifteen point seven at uh, tier ten, which is I think what what's the Moin range? Fifteen eight or something around the Des Moines. It's yeah, it's still pretty short though. <laughs> like that's that's kind of only just outside of radar range for some of the the you know the, the twelve kilometer radars you'll meet. Um, yeah, but yeah, you are, you're in line with like a, well a bit shorter than maybe a Des Moines is certainly playable. The question is, of course, where how where your shares go, right? How many hours will it take your shares to travel this distance? Yeah. I mean, if you try to shoot the destroyer 10 kilometers with an Atlanta or a Flint, you're probably already crying. It's it's definitely not a great range. But yeah, it's it's like, well, when you see somebody who has the range module on the Worcester <laughs> and they're trying to hit you at long range. But just... I mean, Worcester's, Worcester shells are like not as floaty as Atlanta. No, but it still takes quite a while for them to get over like 19 kilometers or whatever the max range is. I mean, I actually have one, so <laughs> I don't really know. Imagine an Atlanta shooting you at like 15 and a half kilometers. You can probably like go get up, get get the beer, make yourself a sandwich, and when you come back, the shell still haven't reached your ship. Yeah. Yeah, some ships really don't work with range. I'm going to have to put a cat out before he wrecks the rest of my house, so I'll be right back. What did you feed him? <laughs> he's had food not long ago. I think he's pestering to go out at this point. Yeah, I hear you, pest. Come on. Like, out, out. Well, and this was the last we've ever seen of Chennai. No. Well, I, I think we've basically covered the new ships, or less. But uh, also exciting news, or more exciting news, uh, visual improvements, right? Water simulation and uh, visual looks have been completely reworked. So we now have realistic dynamics featuring different heights and shapes. In fact, of rocking the ship uh, no. with no gameplay effect. 
uh, updated shipwake effect, added dynamic sea foam, and improved water surface visuals. So, you know, may maybe waves won't just clip through your ship anymore. Sounds. Okay. And, I mean, it, it sounds like we're going to have just more good-looking water there. Uh, they will add HD textures for Two Brothers Hotspot and the Philippines and Petersburg and Twitch. So, basically, maps and ports. Nice. Interesting to see what this does to the client size. I know in so World of Tanks you had the option to either download the HD files or not, like textures. I, I mm. wonder if they're going to offer a similar option. But the, the screenshots that you see are, I mean, they, they, they look amazing. We will have to wait until we can see this, obviously, in person. But, uh, I mean, bear in mind these screenshots will have been taken with, like, the, you know, Super high-res textures. And yeah, good computers with everything turned up to max. They are also continuing to prove the underwater world for everyone's favorite submarines. Because yeah. they deserve some love too, obviously. I got stuck on a spot the other day. It was obviously a bit like missed. And I was about at least a ship width from the shore and was trying to get out of smoke and instead ran aground on some submerged rocks I couldn't see. So, yeah. It's, uh, it's surprisingly, uh, still happens surprisingly often. They really yeah. should work on what happens when you, like, ram an eye. Because I'm pretty sure you could code this in a way that you don't get stuck. But more importantly, there is now going to be underwater uh, greenery and fish. So, you know, we now have actual fish in World of Warships. Nice. World of Warships fishing minigame, calling it now. I mean, isn't, isn't that uh, how it works against torpedoes anyway? <laughs> Can you imagine just rolling some depth charges off your ship and a whole bunch of dead fish come floating <laughs> up? <laughs> sure, I mean, and, and next they let, like, then you can collect the dead fish, you know, and then you can start crafting. I mean... Why, why not? <laughs> oh, you God. World of Warships. Now we've Yeah, the, the day World of Warships becomes a survival crafting game, then I, I don't know. I mean, a lot of people kind of play it like this, right? They just go to explore unknown islands and uh, look out the scenery and uh, ignore like that there's a battle happening. They would never even oh. think of showing up to an objective. I think that kind of covers the, the death block, so we can get into, uh, well, some things that have actually been happening in the game recently, like the Convoy game mode that Marka already mentioned before, where we all so happily would have seen submarines that are nowhere to be found. Yay. The one place they would have fit. The one place. So, I don't know, have you guys, like, I haven't tested the Conway game mode when it's on PTS. I think it was changed uh, a few times. I have only played the one that made it into the actual game. Yeah, same here. Yep, same here. And it's, the, the thing is, it feels like it, it hasn't seen any testing. 
Because, like, it, it, it's it's said in a hilarious way, right? If you if you've been on the islands of Ice Map, I think it is. If you just flip the the start and the end point of the convoy, like if the convoy would go in the reverse direction, it would probably be almost balanced compared to how it is now. It's 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 something like they if they can't have played like you play this and like a, a, a human being can't have played this and said this is okay, right? It's, it's like. I mean- to be honest, I I played it once and we won, and it was then that I discovered that it doesn't tie into any of the dockyard missions, any of the other missions. It's got its own separate set of missions at the moment, um, which was yeah. frustrating. So I was just like, okay, well, I'm doing all this other stuff, and so I don't have time for this if it doesn't actually tie into any of the other things that I'm grinding for. You can collect your crates, though, so... (laughs) Yeah. At least something. You do get something for it, but it's the fact that it's its own separate little thing, and the fact that we still got, what, a week and a bit left on a dockyard event? And uh, a lot of people trying to finish that. I mean, I've now just about finished it. But, um, yeah, there's still one or two things left to to complete, and uh, especially if you've only got a limited amount of time, it seems really daft they didn't add it in as, you know, so you can do these things in convoy mode, because they want people to play convoy mode and test yeah. it out, and it just it doesn't, so not only do we not have subs, but it also is doesn't just doesn't tie into anything else that's happening at the moment in World of Warships, so it just feels like it's really poorly synergized. And as for the mode itself, it was fine, I guess, it was something different. I kind of wish it had been a new map, at least, something designed for it. The, the the positive about the, the Conway game mode is that it's basically very aggressive brawling, and the mm. reason for that is because if you don't, then you, you have no chance anyway, right? You you just have to rush towards. Uh, uh, yeah. Basically, you have to just rush in. The sad part is it's designed like attackers win. It's uh, if if there is brain on both sides, then the attackers win, and if. Mm. Uh, uh, I mean, it's World of Warships, right? If uh, the players are not certain where the front and the rear of the ship is, then the defenders have a chance. The Except is... for... Oh, oh, sorry. sorry, yeah. Uh, the problem is it takes one or two passive people on your team, then you lose. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's what, 7 versus 7? Yeah, uh, yes. I had a game earlier where... I had a game earlier where I killed, I think, four people, but we still lost because two people were in the back line. It's like, okay, cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, I, I had a game where there was, like, one enemy destroyer that was just, like, basically running away. There were three people chasing the enemy destroyer into the map corner, and I'm like, uh, like you, you can't have in a 7 versus 7 just three. Like, I mean, basically, the one destroyer took out three of our ships, right, by hiding away, and they just ran after it, like... Yeah. They didn't understand that there's an objective going. And, but the, the, the problem is that except for one map, every map is designed that there is an easily reachable choke point for the attackers. Hmm. And if you sail to the choke point, you can't lose because the, the convoy have 22,000 hit points and just one or two ships can basically take out all four convoy ships in a very short amount of time. So as a defender, you have to, you basically need very incompetent attackers, so you need to to just eliminate them very quickly. Sometimes you can't rush ahead of the combat because the combat basically is as fast as you and you spawn with it. 
So it's it, been designed in this weird way where it's yeah. like, as long as I said, like as long as both teams have a bit of brain, the attackers just win. You have to rely on incompetence if you want to win as a defender, except for one map where it's actually the convoy starts with the islands and then goes out in the open. And the defenders don't start with the convoy, but they start in a position where they can sort of intercept the attackers. So they, they, they got the design right on exactly one map. A sort of right? I mean, it's, it's a hard, it's hard to balance an asymmetric battle, but to get it that wrong is spectacular. Like that's, that's an achievement to get it this badly wrong, I think. It, it certainly feels quite half baked. If I can use that phrase, um, it, it's. Oh, yeah, definitely. It, it definitely feels like we're beta testing something, which, you know, if there was already beta tested on the, on the, uh, the, the test server. Um, I feel like the, the best mo- uh, way to play Conway mode is you... I mean, obviously you want to win and you try to win, but you, you can't uh, care too much about winning. Or you just take it... I mean, you can't do a lot with a division, but other, otherwise you just go in, you have a fun brawl, and, uh, you know, what happens, happens. But you have to accept that if you are the defender, you're probably going to lose. <laughs> hmm. It's so sad it because it, it, it could it have make been it fun. fun for everyone to take part. Then, then, yeah, winning or losing wouldn't matter that much. But it is, it is quite kind of, um, like I, I, I suspect, com- winning because the convoy got to the exit point is probably a, a, an extremely rare thing. And yeah, you either kill the entire enemy team or you take out all the the uh, the, the transport ships, which are. You know, squashy transport ships. I mean, also, I... like uh, like Jedi said with the uh, the missions, I think that's actually a really good point because I myself I think they should allow any of the game modes to be played for any ship above tier five. Just do whatever, do all missions. Yeah, would, yeah. Because even even with the dockyard ones, you know, you'd get very selected ones that you would be able to do in scenarios, for example. Yeah. But most of them, you 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 can't. And you know, if you're gonna try and grind out the whole thing through doing scenarios, I mean, it's you know, good luck. <laughs> That's gonna be a hell of a long haul. Yeah, I would say just play whatever. It's weird because you'd, you'd think that as a company, they want you to just play and enjoy the game the way you want and then get progress. But they're like, no, you're having fun the wrong way. You can't. Yeah. You can't. Yeah, I don't like the way they're like funneling you into only PvP. Yeah, not just funneling you into PvP. They are funneling like everyone into... They, they have... Uh, the steel grind that's ranked, and then they have random battles, and they kind of seem to hate everything else, right? Be it cope, be it scenario speed, even the special game modes that they introduced. They're like, in the end, we want you to to play random battles and grind some steel in in our test mode that's called rank. Yeah, I just want to play whatever. And it's like. Uh, so, so I know you you tend to go into cope market when when the games aren't too bad. How how is it to, uh, when the games are pretty bad to to just chill? How how is it these days with submarines? How how do you I mean, enjoy corps in submarines market? 
the submarines in co-op. I mean, it's it's something different, I guess. So uh, sometimes you have fun, and sometimes you have really not funny. But yeah, it's a different mechanic, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I've heard the the problem can be that if there is only a submarine left, that the bots sometimes do weird stuff, and they can be really hard to hunt down, so you trust everyone sits there and wastes their time. That's a bit of an unintended thing. I have reported it, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, I do agree. Like finding, uh, where's Waldo? (laughs) I gotta admit, I've still only played against them so far in the way it even in co-op, it can end up just dragging thing out, dragging things out like extra one or two minutes, just because there's that one bot submarine off somewhere that nobody can find. Yeah, yeah I don't know why it's just super stealthy. And it's like you know, people often jump into co-op because they are faster, because they just want to get the crates, they just want to get the missions, so mm. they want to just hop into co-op, have a quick battle. Uh, fun battle, you know, and uh, nothing uh, where they have to concentrate maybe too much, just relax a little bit, wreck some ships, and then they are like, hey, now we spend five minutes searching for a submarine. That's gonna be fun. You would think with how kind of unrealistic it is at this point anyway, I mean, something they could have done is instead of lumping like, I mean, we're at the point where pretty much almost every ship has some kind of ASW armament anyway. But they could have kind of solved their own problem by making submarines the things that hunt other submarines, even though that like there was like one confirmed underwater submarine kill, and even then it was at like periscope depth during World War Two. <laughs> uh, so you know, it would be completely ahistoric, but that's where submarines are in World of Warships at the moment. They have nothing to do with history whatsoever apart from the names and the uh, the models, I suppose. Something they could do to uh, counter the uh, super, super stealthy long-range uh, submerged. What if they do, like, an active ping mode, like... Oh, I'm sure there's, there's many things they could have... Like, of all the variations we had, they never really managed to find anything that was completely, you know, satisfying to either play or play against, and we still haven't found it. Like two years um, later, or how long it's been since that very first teaser of submarines in Halloween mode. I mean, the thing is, right, when you think about submarines or about what, what you'd expect from a submarine game, like not World of Warships generally, it, it's like this this whole uh, uh, hunter versus getting hunted kind of thing, yeah. right, between like a, a submarine and destroyer or this actually But they, the problem is they never tried to go for any of this, right? And it, it, it doesn't fit in a random battle, which brings us back to it would have been so nice by convoys. You have like a team of destroyer escorts that protect the convoy from submarines, right? And you have the submarines that need to try to sneak past like the escorts or distract the escorts or maybe take them out and then just sink the convoy. And ideally, it, I think this is a mode that would work better in, in PvE because it's just so hard to balance this in PvP, right? Yeah. It's, if you have a PvE battle, you have the advantage that if the players win like 90% of the time, it's actually a good... Like, pe- people don't mind winning, right? So, uh, but if, if you have a PvP battle, you also really need to make sure that both sides have an equal chance of winning, which inc- makes balancing a lot harder. But in just to make... Sorry. 
just just imagine you'd have like a PVE convoy raiding mode where everybody's in a submarine and you have a destroyer escorts that you just have to avoid and sneak past and take out the convoys. It could be so much fun. Yeah, I, I, that, that's kind of what I was going to say in that, you know, the, the, the actual tactics employed by, I mean, obviously it'd be destroyers in this case, but they had much, typically it was it was um, much smaller ships that were anti-submarine, uh, the, sort of the mainstays of the anti-submarine fleet, uh, like the, the flower-class corvettes and such like, um, that, you know, there, there were kind of, especially later in the war, there were prescribed tactics of, you know, you you go into this search pattern and you kind of send your ships off in these directions. So it would be a lot easier to have the bots program to have a coherent like pattern response kind of thing that then players could learn to play around. So I don't know. Uh, speaking of that, by the way, uh, do you guys remember the old Operation Cherry Blossom? I loved that one. Oh, that was with you start with the flares and yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love that one. It was amazing. It was it was about the only one we ever had with any kind of like dynamic lighting conditions in it as well. Yeah, it was good. I loved it. Yeah, and then like lots of I mean that's that's the advantage that you always have when you do like uh, PVE content, right? You can have interestingly scripted events. Uh, you can have a storyline in the way way that happens or how the battle works. And also, like, if you have something like destroyer escorts, you could have just, uh, or a convoy, you could have certain patterns that, like, the pattern isn't a bad thing because you could have, l- need to learn the pattern and then sneak past a ship or so, right? Yeah. Or like the Dunkirk. Yeah. But, alas, well, what we got is a half bike convoy mode and submarines everywhere where they don't make sense. <laughs> Apparently we've been we've been raided by Clyde. Yes. <laughs> also cat on, on well, the, can, the, uh, the cats are awesome. Yeah, Atam can pat his cats. Mine's outside at the moment because he was knocking things over and being a butthead. <laughs> totally unknown for cats. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I kind of hope something more comes out of the convoy mode. That like I I I would like there to be something new like like this. To like because you know we've been sitting here moaning about lack of content for I don't know yeah. how many previous podcasts or lack of new content. So it's nice that there is something new that they're trying, and I I, I hope that they they go away and listen to feedback and improve it and try and do something a bit more with it. Help maybe even add a variation with submarines in would be nice. Um, and that they don't just go, oh, well, no one liked it. Put that in the bin. Yeah. It'd be, it'd be much nicer if I actually took it away, worked on it, polished it up and made it something more enjoyable. I mean, they often use those special modes to test something. Like, I mean, for from the, the last, the, the Roblox ground battles, they're now trying to introduce super ships in the game and we... You mm. don't know how. Uh, I'm I'm hoping that they're going to... I'm not sure what they are testing in convoy mode other than the convoy mode because there isn't really a special feature in there, but I wouldn't it, mind if something like that makes it into the game, if it's, it's properly not, balanced. It's not even you, really. I mean, even of the surviving operations we have, there is Raptor Rescue, which is basically that. And there's also uh, what Aegis, we have to intercept and then protect. The uh, the transports, 
Um, so it's essentially taking that, you know, existing concept they've had for ages and ages now and going, oh, what if we, you know, actually we made it player versus player instead? And they kind you... of missed the chance to do something actually, you know, give it an actual unique twist in the, here's submarines, let's throw in submarines and see how that works. You guys remember, like, the, the first Halloween mode we ever had where we had to escort the ships that was carrying treats? Yeah. I mean, it's basically it's a, an, an escort mission yeah, yeah, like I've this seen. has been for, for a long time yeah. out of the game. They should bring those Halloween... Like, I think they are just going to be, like, key battles again, however they are called this time. I I've, I really like to see the old things, right? You remember, when, like, I mean, they had a storyline, right? First you escorted the ship with the treats, then it went through the portal, then you had the, the towers, mm. right, where you had, that the ship came out with, with the escort, and then you had to basically block the other ships following stop them from destroying some that was, stuff, that was, good. That, was, that was actually tough. It actually required coordination. Yeah, and it, it was so fun. It was where you had, like, the, the, the short-range brawling tier pits, right, with the yeah. electro stuff. What was the third one, the one after? Oh, now you're asking. I remember the second one was, what, Sunray in the Darkness or something like that? Yeah, I mean, the, the second one was where you had, like, the tier pit. But But what was the third of the Halloween? Wasn't that the submarine one? That the was it already submarines? Oh yeah, submarines. Uh, first one was the low tier, then it was the high tier, and then it was the submarine. Pretty sure I mean, it was. Yeah, it did this. The, the, that was the most fun version of submarines they ever had in the game. <laughs> <laughs> and guess what? In in a PVE battle, they actually made sense. Yeah, they do. Someone in chat saying, "I want bathtub battles back, man. That would be like if they did if they did a reprise of that for one of the April first events. I'd be happy with that as well. That was fun." This is also so surprising, right? Ever since bathtub battles happened, people every year people ask, "Like, when are we going to get that again?" And World of Warcraft is just like, "Nope, more space themed stuff." Space. Yep. I mean, they had some. They, they, do you remember, like the torpedo dodges? That was the best space battle they ever had. Well, I think one of the original um, April first ones was was carriers, and it had that kind of grid pattern and invisible water and weird stuff. Like, like twenty fourteen or twenty fifteen or something. I that think was one I of their missed... original ideas, and then they they brought it back as like the only thing that we get now, pretty much. Uh, well, I mean, we we got like key battles. This, you know, we I mean they they. I don't know why they like key battles so much. It's going to be the third key battles now for, for this Halloween. Hmm. But the, the the torpedo dodge space mode was that that was a, that was a pretty great mode in my humble opinion. Like where where um, the ships were going one hundred fifty knots. Yeah. Torpedo jousting is always fun. Yeah, well, so I, I think the general consensus is then that, from what I'm getting, from what I'm gathering from from you guys, uh, convoy mode eh, could be a lot better. A yeah. lot better. I mean, the, the wasted potential, right? It could have been great if they actually played their own mode or spent five minutes balancing it. Then it could have been pretty good. If they actually made a dedicated submarine mode, it could have been awesome. And they just threw some half-baked stuff at the wall and, uh, yeah. That's that. 
Yeah, so our final topic is loot boxes again, and I think we're kind of specifically talking about um, the ones connected to the uh, Transformers Transformers event, the latest one, which was kind of sprung on everyone without much, like, without any warning, really. It was just, hey, here's more Transformers. So if you go to the uh, the featured page and you click on the Transformers thing, the, the ones at the very top are the movie 35th anniversary premium containers, but there's another type, which you have to scroll down to see, called the Cybertronian premium containers. And if you're just on this page and you uh, actually click on them to see the description, you'll see that the top ones only have the uh, the elements for the collection alongside uh, camouflages and flags. I mean, by basically, they are there. they are gambling box where you can't win. It's not just a low chance of winning, yeah. but there is no no prize in them. There, there is crucially. Just- from, from from that main page, you know, there's no hint of which one is which. You have to actually click on them to see which one's which. But you can still buy without ever seeing the description of what it is. And we've heard from several of the CCs that they did this and were unable to get a refund from, from Wargaming because, you know, oh, the description's there. But, mm. yeah, they've made it so you can buy without ever having to see the description, and that's the part that feels really... Like, the fact that they're the prominent ones right at the top rather than the ones that give you the camos, potentially, um, yeah, it kind of feels scummy and rather I mean, like, deceptive in a way. It's a weird concept to have a loot box without a true price, right? Where every where you you are guaranteed to get crap because there's nothing but crap in there. Yeah. It's just, and I think it's the price the same as the ones where you can get there, where you can actually win, right? Yeah, they're both seven fifty. Um, the the Cybertronia ones that you can either get one of the uh, voiced commanders. One of the perma camos, and you're also you're guaranteed to get one of the signals XP or uh, whatever things from them. Um, the, the only but... point of the, the the worthless boxes is you can finish a collection, and finishing the collection does give you, I think, a captain. Well, I think yeah, it's from the old. Yeah, just a choice of was it Bumblebee or I can't even remember the other one. I'll have to check that. But, yeah, I mean that's that's about the only you know. But if you it depends if you want to play doubl- paint doubloons for getting a, a low skill, you know, voiced captain, I suppose. Um, but yeah, I mean they have at least now. I'll give them this for all of these items. If you go on the shop, I mean some of it's in the armory, but if you go on the website shop, you can buy and see the prices for all of the individual items. And they're definitely not cheap. It was like twenty pounds for one of the camos. And I honestly yeah. can't remember how this compares to last time. I don't know what that would be in euros. I can. I mean, keep in mind that the well, especially camos have not been cheap. Uh, it's about twenty-four euros, apparently. Yeah, these kind of tie-in vents are, are never particularly cheap, but these are just uh, standard camos in terms of bonuses. And um yeah 20 20 quid i could go on like gog and get some really good games for 20 quid <laughs> i mean the other one, I... Uh, oh sorry no no sorry go ahead 
Uh, the only one I really liked was the one for the Richthofen, because that made your planes into jet planes, and that was damn cool, actually. Oh, yeah, the, was it like F-16s or something? Yeah, very, very 80s. I loved that. It. it was very yeah. cool. So that was I, the only one I really liked. If you like Transformers, visually they're quite nice, I suppose. Um, but, yeah, it. I think it's really the, like, I, I would never be a fan of the prices, but it's really the way they've done the loot boxes in the armory that feels particularly kind of scummy, manipulative. Yeah. I mean, I don't understand why they put the worthless loot boxes on top, and I don't understand why they have a separate loot box just for the collection. Why they just it, put... it... why? Why not combine them? Why not give people a chance to win something and have the collection because in there as well? It's, it's like it's pure manipulation. It is pure manipulation, yeah. and they think they can get more money out of people this way by separating these these uh, these things out. And, I mean, it's um... it's also like you get some of those boxes for free by playing, right? So everyone starts the collection and then the only way of finishing a collection is by buying loot boxes where you can't even win anything other than you buy them to finish a collection. So if somebody mm. like really just wants to complete stuff and complete the collection, right? Don't want like maybe like an OCD thing they have. They don't want a started collection that they can't finish. It's it's £20. It's £22.50. So it'd be like 25, 26 euros for a camo. Yeah, I mean, okay, uh, with the, the direct selling stuff, you know, if if you don't want to spend the money, you don't spend the money. If they want to sell overpriced, the yeah, they want to sell overpriced camos, I'm fine with that. But the the box is really rub on the wrong way, the way they did it. Also, I noticed yeah. that there are no odds on those boxes. Yes, this was the other bit of kind of loot box news, because um, I don't know if you have the Posts available, but that was noted. And I haven't played World of Tanks anytime recently, but their latest thing, uh, their latest event is notable because they've actually published odds on the event loot boxes. And you can actually see the odds of getting each individual possible thing. I think the, the premium tank that you can possibly get it was like two point something percent so the fact that that wargaming has had this i don't know excuse of oh it'll take a while and we have to you know what was it there was like legal issues in china which yeah, like sub octavian on the official stream said that the reason it takes them a while to add the odds is because of legal issues in china that they have to make sure to get it right and that they commit themselves to implementing odds in within a year. They set themselves the hard limit that they're doing it within a year. But you know the the thing about it or the sad thing about this is or the bullshit about this thing is Chinese laws don't matter in Europe, right? You, and it's literally just editing the description. They could in Europe uh, put the odds in the description and Chinese laws don't just matter. It's like, an entirely separate server. Yeah, and they actually run it in partnership with a Chinese company because that's how they have to operate in China. So it it absolutely a hundred percent sounds like a bullshit excuse. <laughs> it really does. I I mean, you I, have to write the description anyway. You just copy and paste the odds from wherever you have them stored in there, and I mean, you know them. It's it's just like it's so mind boggling that they like. I mean, wargaming has lied a lot recently. You'd think they get better at it, but it's just like I mean, how. Like, seriously, right? 
you, you have no excuse. You just didn't want to put the odds there. That, that's the reason. Right. If you give me a link permission in chat, I can actually post the Reddit thread. Uh, also, yeah, that's that's. Um... Hasn't the UK Trading Standards and OS Gambling Commission? I'll have to look that up because I haven't heard anything about that as regards loot boxes. Last thing uh, as regards UK law was there was a, a House of Lords report, I think, last year or 2019, saying it should be further looked at. But it was basically a kind of um, like it didn't actually have any uh, teeth, as it were, in terms of, of, of law. But anyway, yeah. Um, it it was really really weird to me that of of all things world of tanks has been ahead of the curve on this than like i would have expected them both to be draggy, dragged kicking and screaming into compliance and and uh, you know publishing odds on things um you know it would it would have to my mind it would have taken like an eu wide law change or like us law or something like that which still seems a ways off happening, unfortunately. But the fact that World of Tanks has like, apparently decided to be ahead of the curve, and whereas World of Warships is the one that's really dragging their heels, is, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to say. It's hard to think of World of Tanks as being somehow the more progressive one in terms of monetization, but that seems to be where we've come to now. <laughs> <laughs> what is this timeline who knows i mean also like isn't it like in in alleged like uh doesn't like sony or so or uh, microsoft so force him to publish the odds so in in what legends or so they have the, the odds yeah in... that, that that's that's a thing as well yeah so basically yeah, they yeah. already in-house have yeah, a cool. you'd, you'd yeah. think it so basically the reason we don't get the odds there are Sort of two reasons. One is they don't want to display them because there is some tri they they are either so low that nobody would buy them, or there's some trickery afoot, like they have an algorithm that adjusts the odds to squeeze my money out of you. Or maybe maybe, they maybe just, the odds are just so catastrophically low that it would seem really bad if they published them and they just want to milk it. Yeah, so so maybe they need some more time to rework the pricing. Rotate, baby. Like, okay, we need we need to come up with odds and pricing where we still make a lot of money, but people will still buy our boxes. Hmm. So it's possible that they're just looking into how to do this, or maybe it's it's once again something like somebody decided we, we need to do this, and there is so much kickback in the bottom that they're like, no, we really don't wanna, we don't wanna, we won't, we won't until the last second, until we put a gun on our head, kicking and screaming, know. yeah. I mean, even just looking at that event where, like, the, the headline vehicle is this Astron Rex, which I think has just come out um, as a, a possible drop shot. It's like 2.4% is, like, most people are going to be like, wow, that's that's super low. It would be really interesting to know how many of these these um, gamble boxes they've they've sold that, that people would still buy with the expectation of, of getting that or one of the other... Uh, premium tanks that it's possible to obtain. I mean, what's the price? Uh, I'll have to actually look that up. One thing I really think they should do is add a, add, um, add a so-called pity timer, so after X amount you are guaranteed. Oh, yeah. That, that's Instead something of, uh, that, that mobile game or gotcha, uh, those mobile games sometimes have where you can see yeah. like the odd is like, I don't know, 5%, and if you don't get one after buying uh, this many, then you, you're guaranteed to get a rare drop or whatever it is. 
Yeah, there's there's a few games that have the period of timer. I mean, yeah, and and again, that's part of kind of psychological manipulation that that these games go through, that you kind of, if you're pumping enough money into the boxes, it's like, oh, well, you're going to get something out of it, kind of, you know, thing, Uh, which I, I suppose is, slightly better for the, the the player than not but at the same time it's still encouraging you know, like the whole thing is still geared towards selling these things to people. i mean obviously but you have to admit that like the, the problem with with rng is that it's rng right and uh, you see like the average like the thing is right if you calculate the average cost that it would take you with those odds to get something that's the average cost like half of the people will have to pay more and it's utterly possible to just get very unlucky and if if there are the odds of something happening is one in a million and you have 10 million people playing then it's gonna happen to someone right so you need to even if if it's often very unlikely that somebody is getting that unlucky if you have enough people playing some people are getting that unlucky right so you it, it's always good if you have an rng mechanic if there is like a safety net i think it's not just about yeah. gambling boxes. Like sometimes, like in I think Asian MMOs, like uh, they tend to have like upgrade systems where you have just a random chance, and then you probably like destroy white white items or something like that. And it's, I mean, that's often an endless grind that then probably has something that they want to sell in slot in there. But I always feel like when I encounter those random mechanics, even if it's just like getting a loot drop in an MMO, right? Sometimes you have tokens, and if you don't get the sword from a boss drop after, I don't know, 20 runs, you, you can just buy it outright or something. Yeah. Right, I'm just looking at the, the, the shop now. Like, the very cheapest one is... It's not quite a, a loot box. I think you have to buy a thing to actually play the mode, this, this Engineer's Gate thing, and then at the end of that, you have the chance of getting one of the uh, the items. I don't know, I've not had time to sit and read the whole long article. Um, but yeah, I mean, like the a single one of the, um, the Transformers boxes was like two pounds and something. So, yeah. And that's, you know, you can pay that much for a thing that doesn't even actually give you anything other than collection items and some other flags and stuff. So yeah, I don't know. The whole the whole thing really does just smell to high heaven, to be honest. I'm so curious how this Christmas is gonna gonna end up. If if we'll I mean Christmas is still a few months away. If they actually show us uh odds that I mean Black Friday is also coming up, I suppose. We'll see if we have odds on the Black Friday boxes. But at least, I, I mean, yeah, uh, we will see. I mean, obviously, the excuse starts to stink already right now. But if they're going to really drag it out for the full year until they give us odds, then there's going to be some excuse in a year. Oh, yeah, we, if we really wanted to do that. Or if they're just helping people, will forget. If they see how long they can drag it out. And hope that people will forget and then get like, yeah, there was a hiccup and we decided to not do that. It, there is precedent for that, because of course if we go all the way back to the launch of World of Warships, for a long time it was left, like there was the initial promise of um, your premium currency and your account time will all be unified just like it has been with World of Warplanes. And initially premium time was, and still kind of is, except now they've got 
separate, you know, super duper premium time for World of Tanks and World of Warships. Um, but uh, yeah, that that whole promise of well, we're gonna unify the the game currencies. Just it took them about two two and a half three years, something like that, to admit that that actually wasn't going to happen. But they just kind of dragged it out for a really long time to the point where you could go on the to you know the about whatever the the about page mm-hmm. of the the game website and still find that bit of text there. And um, yeah, I remember being kind of miffed about that at the time because they'd obviously decided it was going to be more profitable to sell separate premium currencies, but they they never came out and outright said that. I think they claimed technical difficulties or some such. I think they claimed that they have just different economies and that it, uh, they want to balance their economies differently and that it wouldn't make sense and they couldn't unify it because of that or something, some bullshit like that. Mm. That's actually something I did like about the the old premium premium time because we we had premium time from warships, and you could play any of the other titles and still have premium time, which is actually pretty cool. Yeah, it, it was a good feature, and then they came out with yeah, and you know we want to have different, fe-, which is uh, I mean the the thing is obviously it's bullshit because you don't need the same bonus like the, the same premium time can give a different bonus in a different game right you you aren't tied to this yeah. even if you have a universal premium time you can still have a different economy there so it's it's you know i guess i have been feeling as bullshit for a long time <laughs> that's what sort of ramps up really in the last like i don't know 2 years or whatever yeah that's one of one of the reasons why I stopped playing Warplanes because I didn't have premium time anymore. And it's like, eh, nah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you'd think that for a company they they'd want people to to like experience their other games because it keeps them more invested into the the game itself. If they board with warships and they jump into World of Tanks instead of another game, right? It would be good for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now we have a. a- Brand new dev blog, by the way. We do. Uh, resources for new ships. Oh. Details uh, about which results for some new ships will be available yeah. in upcoming updates. So Kearsarge and Tulsa are both going to be coal ships. Gibraltar is going to be research bureau. More coal ships is good. I'm all in favor of that. Yeah, no free experience ship though. No. no what was what was the last free experience ship? I honestly can't remember. Uh, Groningen. Groningen was one million. Okay, all right. I kind of missed that because there was a whole Friesland swap thing. Yeah, it's a, a Friesland. Yeah. Account. Okay, so it's it's sort of not. And you, wait, what was Freesound originally sold for? Uh, wasn't it like 750k free XP? So basically, they just converted the free XP ship into more expensive, same free XP ship. Yeah, another different nation. Yeah, but so, like, they, they are very hesitant at adding free XP ships, I think. They do seem a lot less inclined to do it than other resources it yep i guess they kind of uh, want you to use free experience just to go through the 
a research bureau. I mean, the research bureau is kind of free experiencing for a lot of people, I suppose. Mm. So they don't need a free experiencing, so they just add cold things. Oh, well, that's, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of glad that we're not getting more steel ships because there's already a whole bunch of steel ships I don't have and will probably never have. Same here. Yeah, I mean, I don't even have research per ships because I just don't like the regrinding process. So I have one steel ship and zero research per ships. To be honest, Gibraltar, I, I wouldn't, I'm not in a rush for Gibraltar. <laughs> really, I'm not. And comment, sorry. NDA. <laughs> well, we've kind of we've yeah. looked at pictures enough to know that it's got that same like it's got a very Goliath kind of looking hull and that confirmed it floats and is a ship. Similar citadel. We'll see. So so are you telling me it doesn't transform into a plane? No no, that's the Kear Sarge. Oh, oh, yeah, right. The big, but that, that that, doesn't that big deck bit, like wings, See, big wings shoot out of it, and then you go fast enough in the water and you actually take off. See, that, that's what they are missing. Why, why have a hybrid ship that launches planes? Why not have a ship that transforms into the plane <laughs> itself? Can you imagine a battleship flying overhead, dropping bombs <laughs> on you or something? I mean, it would totally be better. You, imagine the, the payload you could, if you have like a flying battleship, imagine how many bombs you can fit to that. I mean, okay, technically the, the weight would be a problem, but you already ignored the weight because you made a battleship fly, so might as well just use the whole hull and strip it full of bombs. Just land on people. Oh, yeah, uh, that, that would be the uh, a way of framing, right? You just... Yeah, uh, from, from above. the skies. Debugging. <laughs> <laughs> However, we have a comment in chat uh, from Darth Mikhailik saying uh, Polish CM has stated that there won't be any more FXP ships in foreseeable future as Wargaming wants to promote slash push research the research bureau. So yeah, that kind of yeah. If they're actually saying that out loud, that kind of see uh, that. But, but what I like is that sounds surprisingly honest because that's exactly what I thought would would they do. Mm. At the same time, the same question was asked on the uh, English live stream today, and uh, Mr. Conway said that he doesn't have any news about free experience ships, and if he has some information on news, he would share it, but that there is nothing he can share, basically. So, uh, I guess they're, they're probably less honest answer. I guess technically it's the same thing as free experience free because you can use the free experience to skip anyway. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think they, they really want to push the research bureau, so they aren't excusing, they aren't introducing. Uh, free experience ships because they're like you know research bureau is sort of the same thing and with the research bureau you also you have to rebuy the ships right so you face credits mm -hmm. and you yeah. have to yeah, it soaks them. Up way more resources it soaks up more time and resources and it also uses free experience and they have to justify that they have a research bureau right so they gotta 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 like if people enjoy some, uh, don't enjoy something, the best way to do it is to like you know put a gun to their head and force them to do it. Or at least I think that's how Wargaming thinks. What if they added a ship that costs one billion credits? 
Probably someone would grind for it in a surprisingly short amount of time. I can get two. <laughs> uh, damn it! I can. I think I can only get one point four. Also, you you now need your credits to buy flags because you don't get flags anymore. So don't don't get too excited. All right. You know, uh, also something from uh, a stream of, of most of it was a few weeks back. There was the, the stream where Sub Octavian was online and where they uh, once again touched the topic of flags removed from achievements. And his answer was that the, the reason they removed flags is because people had too many flags and that basically everyone mounted all the flags to all the ships, which creates a new baseline. And in that case, they can just, could just remove them and. Like they mount all the flags. They're the ones that did that. And the, the, the you know <laughs> what the sad go? you know what the sad thing is. First of all, I don't think it's a bad thing if everyone fights on a level playing field and can mount all the flags. And the second hmm. thing is, they, nobody had all the flags because of achievements, right? It's not like that in the last years. Uh, people have become so proficient that they get so many achievements. I mean, you. I think we would have noticed if everybody on the survey is a super unicorn that just gets five achievements every battle. No, they don't. Yeah. It's like they are selling flags for credits. That's why people have flags, right? So there are obviously two options, right? Either they are incompetent and they believe that the achievements make people get all the flags, or they are once again just lying in our face and they mm. didn't want to remo- uh, reward people anymore, so they wanted you to buy them. I still think they should keep the death flag. Like the death flag that she meant mm. to give us 10, 10 death flag. Even if it was the odd one out and none of the others did, that would still, yeah. yeah I mean, that it, would make sense. Yeah, at least this is like, uh, uh, if you get that donated, at least get something for it, right? It was at least, it makes it, I guess, hurt slightly less in a sense. Yeah, but I generally I like the idea that you get rewarded for for doing well in a sense, other than than you know XP and credits, right? If if you uh, get a nice achievement like Shinisha Kraken, you get some flags for it. And why not? It it doesn't. It, the, the sad part is it really doesn't break the economy, especially if you I can outright could, buy flags. They they could easily have even like downgraded the amount of flags you get but like just rejig the system so for you know every x number of achievements like let's say uh what's the most common one i've got i've got nearly 700 dev strikes so let's say every every 20 dev strikes you get a like flag container or something you know just something like maybe, that would maybe even feel a bit much as a player like maybe every 10 dev strikes or something like that but yeah you you could you could still tie some kind of reward to a mechanism to get flags, even if it wasn't a completely direct get get thing, then get flags from it. But instead, yeah, I, I think you're right. I, th- I think it is to the, try and drain some more credits out of the, the economy. The live stream when I first heard that they were removing flags from achievements, that that was one with like Conor and Crisandos, I think. And what they said back then was that they just want to change how flags are required. They'd be like, oh, you still get rewarded for, for doing this stuff, but instead of getting it directly from achievement, you're now going to get it over missions, but we don't want to reduce the number of flags people get. That was like the original wording. And at first I thought like, okay, there's just going to be a mission and Leisha Krak can get some flags, right? And then when this thing went live and you got like what you, you get four random flag crates per week or so, I was like pretty perplexed because that was 
not what they said. And now they've changed it to, yeah, we wanted to, uh, well, then they had the episode, obviously, people are farming donation flags, and then they had the, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, we just, people had too many flags, so we, we have, for balancing reasons, we, we now removed them. Like, it's like they go through excuses, like, it's, uh, yeah. And they, yeah. they can't make up the, like, it's just so sad. And it's not, I, I mean, how much money are they really going to make by selling us more flags? Is this worth it? It's not, it's not really making money. It's, it's, it's trying to take credits out of... Yeah, but you can buy credits. Value. You can buy the balloons and convert them. I suppose that's true. Uh, I mean, the, the, thing, the thing for me is, I and mean, we touched on this earlier with the, the separation of premium accounts, they actually, like the incentive to um, buy either the World of Tanks or World of Warships specific premium account was you had a greater benefit in terms of the XP and the credits that you get from having a, a, a premium account. So they've partly bought this problem on by, you know, their own actions. Obviously, not everyone has a premium account. Um, probably, in fact, probably a majority of people don't at any given time. But, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's kind of like we, the players, are being collectively punished for... A decision that Wargaming themselves made, which, uh, yeah, you know, it doesn't exactly feel fair at the end of the day. Yeah, there's uh, actually quite a lot of people that play the game completely free, free so mm. that's totally fine. One thing, I don't, uh, this is something I've only really just spotted, and it, it's from the, the, the portal main page is the the birthday gifts article, and this this sort of ties in with stuff we've talked about previously in terms of of um, trying to love bomb the player base with the uh, all the super containers and everything and the, the stuff around the the sixth anniversary event. Um, but yeah, that they've they've decided they're going to be super generous and. Uh, this obviously is going to mean giving them your birthday details, but yeah, if you put in birthday details once a year, you'll get seven days of premium, two super containers, and uh armory coupon for a hundred percent cash back. Or maybe that won't even be an armory coupon; that'll be a shop coupon, presumably. Okay. Oh yeah, I, I just pulled it up. Every year you receive a gift in the game on occasion of your birthday. I'm not fine with that. I mean, it, it's it's nice, sure, but I think it's 100% you know, a, a case of, like, we need some good PR. We need we need something to, you know, put all the negative stuff and Geniza now getting fired and Kavmek resigning in protest. <laughs> we, we, need, we need to, and, you know, Little White Mouse and all the CCs leaving. We need to, you know, we'll just, we'll just give them some good stuff and they'll forget all the unpleasantness. So, mm. it, it, like, the timing of it 100% says that to me. Oh, we've beaten you up, but, you know, here, here is, uh, here's a dollar. Don't you like us again? Uh, if the, I mean, you know what I'm asking myself right now is, don't they know both? Like, I, it's obviously been a while since I created my Wargaming account, but obviously the game isn't for all ages. Wouldn't you have to enter your birthday anyway? I honestly can't remember. It's been so long since I made a wargaming account. I don't know either, but it feels like they they should know this. Specify a date of birth in account management. 
it, it feels like that should be a thing anyway, because they need to, or do you only have to like enter your, your year? I don't know. I mean, somehow they need to check your age, right? I, I honestly can't remember. I'm going to log in and check. See what this says. In your account, your email address. Don't you have to like confirm your email address anyway? Give us permission to send your letters with presents to your specified email address. Date of birth not specified. So apparently when I was at least signing up for my NA account, I didn't have to tell them my date of birth. Mm. Uh, well, I guess no. So basically, despite this game having an age restriction, well, a very low age restriction, they just, uh, okay. Yeah. It's not even the full date of birth. It's literally just the, the day and the month rather than the year. <laughs> Wouldn't want to figure out if somebody's underage. We, if we don't know, we do nothing wrong, right? Just now, see if I did it with my World of War, uh, my EU Wargaming account as well. You get a birthday coupon. Your birthday coupon will give you 100% cash back in doubloons when purchasing an item in the premium shop. In other words, when you use this coupon to make a purchase, you receive both the purchased item and the amount of the blonde that's equal to the cost of the item. Maximum amount the cashback coupon can provide is 50,000 doubloons. Are there items in the shop that are more than 50? I guess if you buy a big bundle, yeah. Yeah, the bundles, definitely. I mean, uh, free super containers is nice. Yeah, I mean, the, the, that overall, like, if it wasn't overshadowed by... All of the stuff that's happened recently, I would absolutely be all for this. I'd think this was a good thing, but this this definitely feels like a reactionary measure, given the timing, to try and uh, take people's mind off. Yeah, it, it, it's it's a nice thing. It just the uh, recent events uh, cast a bit of shadow of doubt. Like why now? Yeah. <laughs> right, the very biggest package for the Transformers is. 49,950 doubloons, which I think has all the commanders and all the skins. As SJI is saying, I wonder how many of all the Warships players now have a birthday of the 1st of October. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, I think think we've covered about all the news that... uh, yeah, you know, I think that is about it. When's your birthday? May twenty eighth. Which year? Every year? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Not twice a year. <laughs> I think we we could get more out of this. Well, we do um, finish. I mentioned at the end of the last one about um, uh, getting this put up as a proper like downloadable audio podcast as well so that's now all done uh we're up on Acast where you can get an rss feed and uh i've linked it through to the apple uh podcast thing as well and i think google picks it up automatically after a couple of weeks from from what i've read so you should be able to find this in a variety of places to download to your phone or mp3 player do people still have those probably everything's smartphones these days 
I mean, the thing is that uh, MP3 players used to have much better battery life than your smartphone, right? Yeah. I had one for ages and ages, and then the battery just died, and it wasn't a replaceable one, so. Yeah. Anyway, so that's a thing now. You can find us on Acast, and and is it iTunes? I guess it would go through iTunes with the Apple side. Who knows? Who who knows? Uh, but but it, it's it's somewhere in the wide web. Yes. Yeah, so basically, you know, search for the Community Contributor Podcast, and you will find us. Nice. So, are you um are you are you doing anything noteworthy, Mac up that you want to tell the audience about? Like when's your next stream, or I don't know. Uh, probably maybe chill stream on Sunday. I'm gonna take tomorrow off actually. Because we have uh, some real life things, but yeah, probably back on Sunday with some some chill stream. Yeah. Okay. Well, people know where to find you. Twitch TV. Mister McCavity. Yeah. Thank you. Thank something you. like that. <laughs> yeah, it's on a slash in there as well somewhere. It's fine. I usually try to keep it chill and not salty when I can. And it's always, always, yeah. I, I definitely prefer that style of stream myself. Yeah, I don't like to be angry. Like, I, don't, I really don't like to be angry. I, I prefer to be chill, fun, and just have fun and just nice mood. Yeah. And I think that wraps up this episode. So thanks, Marco, for joining us. Thanks, everyone, for watching. And we'll be back next week. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Sleep well. <laughs>